Welcome to the OA Light a Candle Meeting podcast. Visit our website at oalaig.org where you will find several speaker feeds and over 400 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. The opinions expressed on the Light a Candle podcast are those of individual OA members and do not represent OA as a whole. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Mickey. Uh, hi, good evening, everyone. I'm a compulsive overeater. I'm, my name is Mickey. Hi, Mickey. And uh, thank you very much, Jen, for asking me. It is an honor uh, to do service here. This is my home group, so I'm used to being down there and not being up here. Um, and uh, I love OA. That's what I want to say. I want to say I love OA. And um, you see, I used to be so shut down before. I used to be so shut down. So now OA has shown me another way. So I, I kind of like to take it over the top here, you know. <laughs> so I was told... Uh, okay, start singing happy birthday. So I go at it with the gusto, baby. <laughs> right? You know, and then when I see you, I want to celebrate the hell out of you. Right? So that's how it goes. Because why do I want to do that? Well, it's kind of like part of where my program has kind of like evolved today. And maybe it's kind of like part of the experience, if you will, of my life. Um, you know, I was not born here, born in the UK and Northern Ireland, and compulsive overeating is truly international. And uh, I absolutely had that disease. I was obsessed with food as a little boy. Um, and, uh, but the big thing I want to talk about really is kind of like how my perceptions are just off. You know, left to my own devices, my perceptions of life are just, they're not right, you know, like, um, so if you tell me something as a kid, like, I believe it, right? So, um, like, uh, when I was told, uh, if I was told, you're stupid, right? I would believe that. So I went to high school, and therefore, you told me I was stupid, therefore, I believed that. So now I start failing everything, you know, kind of on principle, I literally will start failing everything. Well, I have to fail because you told me I'm stupid, I'm stupid, so therefore I must fail. So, like, my report card would read like a nightmare, really. They would say, you know, uh, he's a very pleasant child, but his results are disastrous, frankly. And uh, that was just kind of like, you know, how I rolled. And all I cared about, if you'd asked me really, you know, what, I, what did I care about as a child... All I cared about was food, right? I grew up in Northern Ireland, so it was right during the midst of the Troubles. I didn't care about them. I didn't care about bombs or, you know, oh, there's this paramilitary organization. Are we going to go to this protest thing? Are we going to do this or that? No, I was like, where's the candy? Who's got, who's got the most candy? That's the side I'm going with. Who's got the most cookies? That's what I want. I want a chocolate-laced grenade. That's what I want. You know? Yeah. That's just kind of like how I rolled. And uh, really, the whole way through high school, it was, you know, completely disastrous. Uh, really, the only way that I got through some of my exams 
was, frankly, and this is another part of my story, that of myself I am a cheat. And so I cheated on all my tests, all of them, um, everything. And believe me, if I could have paid someone to do them, I would have done that as well. It was, it was just all about me, uh, and the only reason was that I knew to, to keep going, I needed to have a few passes. So, go to failure all the time. Go to failure all the time, and mess up all the time, and all I cared about was food. So, I came here then as a young adult, and um, uh, it was a geographic, to tell you the truth, because I kind of just hated my life. You know, and I was very, very miserable and sad and depressed was how I was when I came here. I was miserable, sad and depressed. And that's how I was when I entered these rooms. So basically food, you know, kind of keeps me safe, but it shuts me down. It totally and completely shuts me down. Uh, and I become depressive. I become suicidal. You know, kind of a mess, really, you know, and uh, I really kind of shouldn't be alive, really, when I think about it. And I think maybe that's why I'm like a very, very happy, happy person in this deal. Um, and my experience of coming into OA was really like coming in in the mid 80s and uh, being in a room. And, you know, somebody was talking earlier about being in a room of ladies and me, too. But I love them. You know, I loved them because I missed my mommy and I wanted them to adopt me. God, help us. Like, you know, instead of like saying, you know, how's the steps working for you? It's like, hi, will you be my mommy? Will you be? My oh, God, you know. So it was like I loved them and uh, couldn't wait to hang out with them. I thought they were wonderful. And, uh, you know, and one of them became my sponsor and I started working the steps and I made it through till uh, step five and I completed that. And then that person left. Now, uh, here is where, you know, my perceptions mess up again. Most people would say, well, that's rather unfortunate. I know, what shall we do? Let's find someone else to work with, right? No, 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 no. I don't go that way. It's the point of failure here. It's like, no, no, this is painful. I'm not doing any more of this. Let's just audit the class. Let's just go, what, what, you know, so what I get for auditing the class is nothing. I get nothing. And so soon, of course, I was out again, you know, and then uh, I went through a period of several years. You know, some people call it their artistic period or their, you know, or their experimental period. It was a suicidal period for me, really. You know, because it was like this whole crazy merry-go-round thing, you know, where I'd go and binge, and then I'd, uh, <clears throat> you know, I'd feel sick, but I'd still binge, and I'd barely be able to show up for work. And then I would get stomach upsets all the time, and I'd have to go to hospital to get the GI cocktail and all that kind of stuff. And it would be going around and around in my head. And then, you know, because Ireland was known, Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland were known for drinking, you know, then I got into that stuff too. And then I had these other little friends out of state that, you know, taught me about uh, the green leaf, shall we say. And, uh, you know, and I got into that too. I mean, I had it all going on and it was out of my 
mind. I had a gun with no bullets that I obsessed killing myself with. Really, the obsession was kind of like the thing, you know? And then I met uh, a guy outside the rooms. Because I'd been miserable, uh, I'd been very, very miserable and unhappy and suicidal, and I was on a beach, you know, on vacation in Northern Ireland, and I said, well, you know, God, if you would just help me, I'll do whatever you want, I'll do whatever you want. And sure enough, the second day after I came back, I met that guy, and, uh, and he brought me, he was my Eskimo and he brought me into AA. And he was my sponsor for 23 years until his death uh, 18 months ago. And I still think about him all the time. And I love him. I loved him. You know, he was at my wedding and everything, you know. And, um, you know, and I think about him now all the time as I, as I um, you know, go on in life. And, and I just think about... You know, that's a wonderful experience. I just want to say to any of the newcomers, you know, like, you know, because we, we know it's good to have someone to help us on to get a sponsor. But, you know, I just ask a higher power to lead you to the person. That'll be okay. And you'll be all right. I promise you, you know. And when he would say things to me for emphasis, he would, Dan was his name, he would close his eyes, you know. He would say, you know, Mickey. Mickey, I promise, you know, he would say it like this, Mickey, Mickey, I promise you, if you work this program, your life will get better and better and better. Mickey, I promise you, you know, if you will just get a higher power of your own understanding, you're going to be fine. I promise you, Mickey, you know, and nobody had ever really talked to me like that before, you know. No one had ever talked to me like that before. So I couldn't get enough of this. I was still... And so, you know, I was completely sober, and it, it made me... Uh, that also got me to stop crazy spending, and I was no longer doing marijuana, everything like that. But the food was still an issue, and I was still in denial over it. And he fi- you know, finally said to me, you know, Mickey, you, know, you, you have that food issue. You know, you, you need to work this. So once again, um, I got lucky again, um, and I met a guy outside the rooms. And this guy uh, brought me into um, OA. And I was terrified about being back in here again. I was absolutely terrified, uh, you know, because I did not know what to expect. Oh, by the way, my experience is, of course, like uh, I uh, also tried diets. Now, dieting for me was like uh, going on diets or commercial diet programs was like for me just like school, complete and utter failure, you know, and, uh, you know, like, and I admire people that say, you know, I did this and in six months time I got this. It's like, no, I have no experience with this at all. I go to failure right away, but I really muck it up in a grand way because they'll go, okay, well, you can pay $20 a month. Or you can pay X amount for two years. Here's the two-year amount right here. And I last two days, right? And that's the end of it. That's the end of it. Complete and utter muck-up. Complete and utter failure. You know, absolute bloody mess, you know. So that was my, like, history of this. So I didn't know what the hell, you know, they, they were going to do. So... Uh, basically, what I started doing was, you know, we did things initially like red light, 
you know, uh, yellow light and green light foods. And we started out like that. And then, uh, you know, and then I just kind of just started working it. And then it started kind of working for me. It just started working for me. And then people say, well, you know, does, does your food program change? And for some people, no. For me, yes. For me, absolutely, yes. Uh, I was at a meeting and... Uh, what came to me in the middle of that meeting was go consult with a nutritionist because they know what they're talking about. And so then I do that, and I like that. I actually like the, um, the outside help. So what I found out was that, you know, I became, I was so fanatical over so many things. You know, I'm so fanatical over so many things. And I don't know if you identify with this, but, like, I am so hard on myself. I'll forgive you everything, but I will flog myself to death, you know. I had all this, you know, like, reverse pride, um, you know, where it's like, I don't deserve it, I'm not good enough, you know. And it was like going through the steps. One of the people I went through the steps with was, was Roy, who I did work the big book with him, and he opened it up for me, and uh, that was the most beautiful experience. I'll love you forever for this, bro. And, uh, um, you know, and, you know, what came to me out of that was one of the big things was stop beating the crap out of yourself. Stop that carrying on, you know? It's kind of like an old world thing. Stop that carrying on. Stop beating the crap out of yourself. You know, let's not be so cruel to ourselves. Let's not be so hard. Let's kind of be merciful, you know. Let's kind of be merciful. Let's try and be kind, you know. And um, the original OA sponsor that I had, he left the rooms. And once again, you know, I was faced with a kind of a quandary. So I called one of my buddies and he said, go call this other guy. You know, the original guy, not, not Roy, of course, who's always been here, he's awesome. But this other guy, he left. And so I called this other man, and I've worked with him now uh, for a number of years. And uh, he's really kind of rocked my world, you know, in other ways. And so, you know, when we talk about different things like, you know, uh, what is my abstinence? Uh, it's a gift from the higher power, you know. It's kind of got nothing to do with food for me. Um, it's a gift from the higher power that I ask the higher power for. And then what do I abstain from? I abstain from compulsive overeating. That's all. That's it. That's all. You know, all that confusion is all over and all that stuff. And he taught me some other things too, you know. He taught me about you know, like making a contract with the higher power, you know. And this is another old kind of AA thing, famous guy, a doctor, used to talk about this, of making contracts so that, you know, you tell me, you know, Mickey, here's the contract, 100% of your world. Uh, God is the general partner. He gets 51%. And you're the limited partner. You get 49%. You get less. Now, your job, Mickey, I didn't like this when I first heard this either. I was pissed off, frankly. Uh, you know, your job, Mickey, is to do all the work. The higher power will not do any of the work for you. I was like, but I like kind of Santa Claus, you know. No, no, you're going to do all the work. The higher power will not do your work for you. But the higher power's job is to do all the worry. 
So all of fear, all the anxiety, all of my self-obsession, all of those things, all of those negative things, that belongs to the higher power. If I'm getting into a lot of fear or worry or anxiety, I'm doing the higher power's job and I'm trying to break the contract. And I really don't want to do that. I really don't want to do that. You know, and, um, and so what it did for me was it's sort of like, okay, you know, it, it sort of led to a kind of a new thing for me, which was kind of like, damn, you know, if I don't have to worry so much anymore, I can kind of get happy, you know, I can kind of get happy, you know, I can kind of be like, kind of be a happy person in the world. And then what this sort of led to was, you know, excuse me, a little dry in the throat here, um, led to being a very productive employee. It led to, when I come in, in the, it led to now where I am kind of today in a sense. So when I come in to work, you know, I'll just do what I was told to do, which is come in with a smile. And I start saying good morning to people. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, and then I blow off anything in my mind that I think may be remotely negative, that, that I think they may be saying, I'll just blow that off. Because I don't know. My perception is off. My perception is generally off. And so, you know, I generally want to take it much happier and much lighter. Uh, also, when I'm doing my work, I have to be more patient, not only with myself, but with other people. I have to be much more patient. Now, what I get back from all of this is that life kind of goes better for me, you know. Life goes better. So, you know, food will kind of go better. And, uh, you know, then another thing I've worked with for years has been, been an, was an insomniac off and on for years. And that, it really helps my sleep. It helps everything. And then you discover, you know, like in the program, things that you like about yourself. Like it initially, <laughs> you know, it's just kind of cool, you know. And so, like, you know, when I was a kid, like I was like an overweight little child. I was never picked for sports teams and everything like that. But I always did exercise. And you know what I found? I found that in abstinence, I love that stuff. God, I love that stuff, you know? And it's kind of like why, you know, I love lifting these bloody weights. You know, I really do. You know why I like it? I'll tell you why I like it. Because it's the only thing you can do that you can take it to failure. You know what I mean? You take it to failure, and that's a good thing. It's a great thing. Hey, I failed. I'm failing. It's awesome. You know? It's great. So now failure becomes such a happy thing. It's a completely new happiness and a new concept, right? Uh, it's really, really wonderful. And, of course, uh, you know, so there it is. It's just wonderful. And then, you know, I'll take it with me also. When I'm there, I'll take the... I'm going all over the bloody place here. Uh, I'll take my 11th step, my conscious contact with the higher power, you know, and I will, in, which I've been taught by my other sponsor now, to, to invite the higher power along with me into the gym. So I now have a gym partner. So I'm no longer working out alone. I now have a gym partner. 
and I'll invite the gym partner to, to come along with me. Uh, and it's kind of like part of my uh, 11th step, and it becomes very satisfying. And then if I'm doing cardio, if I'm outside, uh, you know, because the skin does not tan, you know, they're going to have the hat and the sunblock and all that sort of stuff, and the headphones, of course, you know, uh, I am going to be out there. And then when I am on the streets running, I say hi to people. You know, <laughs> that's kind of funny, actually. That's kind of funny because, like, I get some very entertaining little looks from people like, what the hell is that guy going on about? But it's really very selfish when, you, when they think about it because it's like, I don't know how it makes them feel, but it sure as hell makes me feel good. You know, it sure as heck makes me feel good. Um, and I've had to learn all kinds of patience. You know, uh, a few years ago, I decided to try and go on a build, and I messed it up all over the place. I put on some weight, and I had to work on it, and I'm working on it again and working on it again. And, I, you know, and I love the working out, and I see a trainer once a week, and, you know, we're still working on it. I love it, you know. That's one thing about this deal, you know. I won't let this program go. So that's what I want to say, you know, because we have a lot of newcomers in this room. And I want to say that, um, you know, first of all, just, oh, God, welcome. And the second thing I want to say is please stay. It doesn't matter if what I say makes no bloody earthly sense whatsoever to you. But, you know, just stay, and you'll find who it is that's your little cup of tea. I promise you, you know, I promise you, you'll find out who gels with you. And you'll just, you can just respond to that person. You'll be right as rain, I promise you. You know, don't worry about this. And then the other thing I found out, you know, like I now go see the doctor. You know, you go see the doctor and you get the blood test done. Now, all my numbers are good. You know, they're all good. So, it's like I've also gotten back my health. And like now I just turned 60, right? And so I'm in the best physical condition of my life. I'm also in the strongest condition I've been in my life. Who the hell would have thought, right? You know, and so, you know, but that's the program. Just giving back to me, you know. That's the program, saving my ass again, you know. And what I had to learn this year now was that um, I still am defiant in many ways. You know, I'm still defiant in many ways. I still have a lack of surrender in many ways. And, you know, and I had, I, I was very defiant around the gym. You know, I was very defiant around it, you know. And um, I, I just had to surrender. And I had to not do it Mickey's way. You know, go another way. Not my way, because my head is wrong. My head will mess me up. You know, my head will, will take me all over the place, you know. So I had to be, you know, surrendering that. And then regarding some other things, even around food, I found I was being defiant as well. Um, and I had to let that go as well. Just had to let that go, you know. And um, it's now more about, you know, it's now more about the enjoyment, about being present in life and in work and fitness or whatever it is that you like to do, whatever we like to do. And we find things, you know, that we, we like to do in this. So what I want to say is we come here initially for food. We come here because we have a problem with this and because generally speaking we're kind of miserable and 
we're shut down and it's awful and all that sort of stuff. No matter whether I binge, whether I purge, whatever little action activity I got going on in my little world, right? It generally shuts me down. So, but what I get here is so much more. I get so much more. I get my life back. And I've also seen where it gets people's health back. Uh, my, my sponsor believes that, you know, that like not only do I get my health back, but it's better than it would have been. So you become, I become healthier than the general population out there. God, what a blessing. Really? You know, well, you get all that from coming to some meetings and working the little steps and all that stuff. And then there's, uh, there's all kinds of anxiety, you know, about the big book, right? And about working the steps. Oh, God, you know, what are they going to have me do? You know, just relax. Just relax. No worries. You know, really. Just relax. Please relax. I want to say that to myself as well. Just relax. You know, <clears throat> I was telling, uh, uh, I told my sponsor recently about a time that I, uh, I really kind of messed up something. And I said, now I'm calling you today uh, because I want you to give me a proper telling off uh, because I mucked up. And then I told him whatever it was. I don't even remember what it was. And then his response was just to start laughing at me, really. It was hilarious. And, uh, you know, and I go, okay, what about, uh, do you want me to do the columns? Do you want me to do that? And he goes, no, not really. Just, you know, yeah, just, you know, just get on with yourself, lad, God's sakes. Stop flogging the dead horse, you know. And uh, instead, if you need to say you're sorry and make amends, just make amends. That's fine. So, you know, I, yeah, it was some of my messed up work. And I went into my supervisor and said, hey, I did this. And uh, she said, oh, was that good for you then? And I went, uh, yeah, it was fine. Well, that's lovely then. Okay, that's great. And then that was it. That was it. Well, it was all over. It was really kind of awesome. And that was it. It was just all in my little, tiny, little mind. Uh, <laughs> tiny, little, bloody mind. I'm telling you, God, help us, you know. So I, I love the whole deal, you know. And I'm a, I'm a firm believer in, you know, take what you like. Kind of like the immigrant method, you know. You come into the new place, right? And you see, you know, and you like certain things. Like you love the brightness of the new world and you love the new way of thinking and everything like that. Uh, and then if there's something that just doesn't gel with you, you know, like some of the old thinking, whatever, chuck it out. You know what I mean? Just ruthlessly chuck it out. If it doesn't work for you, like the higher power thing. You know, like if you don't like the higher power, chuck it out. It doesn't matter. It'll still work for you just as well. Now, I kind of like it. You know, I kind of like it. And I was raised in a very, very rigid style, uh, in a very, very rigid style. And part of what, you know, Dan, my deceased sponsor, had to work with me was he really kind of, he kind of had to beat the crap out of me, actually. And it was in a very loving way, though. But all of my hang-ups and all that sort of stuff, it says that in the big book about pounding it, you know. And, I mean, I got a kind of a good pounding. And, uh, you know, and I take what I like and leave the rest. So, you know, I have a little higher power of my own understanding. And I love it. And it changes and morphs and all that sort of stuff. And the other thing, you know, I have to be open to learning all the time. I learn from you all the time. Like, you guys may say something, you know, before the meeting. And I'm like, wow, I never thought of that that way. That's really interesting. Wow, I really like that, you know. Um, 
And instead of being negative about most things, I like to take it the other way. I like to be positive. I had this old relative, you know, of mine when I was a kid, and you go and you see this person, they go, well, you know, they look at you, I haven't seen you in a while. Well, you've gotten fat, happened to you, really. Or, God, you're going bald, aren't you? You know, whereas really, that's so negative. Really, whereas I take it and I'll say, don't you look wonderful? Isn't your hair glorious? As I stroke my bald head, absolutely. Isn't this a wonderful day? Aren't we so lucky to live in California? Holy moly, like I was from this small town, the asshole of nowhere, and I live, and I live here in big L.A.? Are you freaking kidding me? Holy moly. You know, and I love you people. Oh my God, I love living in America. You know, they say to me sometimes, you want to go back to the old world? Screw that, you know. I love living here with you guys. I love all of you. You are all like my little brothers and sisters. I totally get into this. God, I love all you guys. I'm so happy when I see you in the rooms. I'm so happy to hang out with you. Like, you know, I'm like, I love you people. Absolutely. It's just, it makes me so damn happy. Uh, and, and then also in the morning, I love my meditation. I, I learned, um, and Roy helped me with this, uh, uh, you know, with the meditation part. And uh, I learned from this guy how to meditate. And um, it's beautiful. I just love it. I still do it every day. And basically what it comes into is like, you know, if I go back to, to Dan and this other guy, Ted and Bob, these other three guys, all of them have passed on and are with the higher power now. They all talk about, you know, Conscious contact with the higher power. As we go through our day, you know, if we're anxious or fearful, you know, would you help me? Would you be with me? Would you help me get through this? Would you please help me be patient with this traffic? You know, or would you help me, you know, uh, like my form is not good today at the gym. Would you just help me accept it? Accept where I am today. And just just stay with me and be with me. And... Uh, you know, for me, really, with this, life gets better and better and better. Thanks for letting me share. Uh, right, we have time for maybe a question. Please don't make it too complicated for me. Thank you very much. Yes. Thank you so much for your share. Um, you have such a desirable love for life and everything, and I'm wondering... How do you maintain such that contact with your higher power when life really hands you those curveballs and tragedy strikes? So the question is, how do I, you know, have such a love for life when I uh, when I get big curveballs and difficulties? And all I will say is that, you know, what I say is that, you know, I have to go to the higher power, and I just have to, you know say, please, will you help me? Please, will you be with me? And use a lot of forgiveness on myself and, self, and get into self-soothing, you know, like in good, positive ways, you know, like what will help me through this, you know? Um, do, you know, I, I, may, I may need some time off. I may, I may need to talk to my sponsor. I may need to go to more meetings. I may, I may continually need to do more meditation time. I may need to, you know, uh, and a lot of times what helps me is to be of service to someone else as well. You know, to try to be loving um, to you. 
uh, and that, uh, you know, and, and do some of these things. Now, it's still, of course, it's going to hurt me, and of course, it's going to be very painful, um, you know, but um, I'll use, I'll just have to use all our tools. I use all our tools, and, um, you know, and just, just try and stick with the higher power and, and do the meetings and know that I'm going to get through it. You know, I've gotten through everything else. You know, uh, it's more kind of like about being patient and loving and saying the things to myself, you know, that I'd want other people to say to me, like, you know, it's going to be okay. You're going to get through this. It's okay. You know, you're fine. You're all right. You know, your higher power loves you. And, and you know, especially, you know, like if a woman was my sponsor died, it was like, you know, I was like crying and everything about it. And I was, um, so it was like, Wow, I was so lucky to have that beautiful person in my life for those years. I was so lucky, you know, to have him. You know, and I got to make amends with my parents before they died. And it was also like, you know, isn't it so beautiful that you got to make amends with them? You know, it's, it's really wonderful, you know. Um, to be kind of, I guess, to kind of go to the higher power and to be merciful and love, to be kind of loving to myself and not be hard, be loving. All right, thank you for letting me share.